0: Thanks so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. If you're new with us today, don't forget to fill out our Connect Card online at HopeWinterGarden.com. Just click on the I'm new tab or grab one at the info bar. Then stop by the info bar outside for your free gift. At Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. If you are visiting with us today, don't feel any obligation to give whatsoever. We're just so glad you're here. If you did come prepared to give, there are a few different ways you could do that. You can give online at HopeWinterGarden.com, you can text an amount to 84321, or you can drop your gift in the boxes located in the back of the auditorium. Thank you for your generosity. It is truly making a difference in our community and around the world. Now, we wanna make sure you are up to date on all that is happening here at Hope Church for you and your family. Check out this week's Hope
1: Happenings. At Hope Church, we believe in the importance of baptism. If you are somebody who is interested in being baptized, you can register online at hopewintergarden.com slash events or directly on the Church
0: Center app. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at HopeWinterGarden.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We believe the best is yet to come, and our hope is that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to our very, very first week of our series called Generous. You picked a great week. Hey, last night right in this space, we had our night of worship and we had such an incredible time and I believe that the expectation from last night has carried over into tonight and so we are really glad that you picked a good day. We've already prayed in these chairs. We also sterilized them. Nowadays, you could just, to you could just pray over chairs because of COVID-19. Now we got to lay hands on them and we got to pray, and we got to spray them and keep them clean and multiple times over, so we're glad you guys are here today. Uh, My friend Joe is here today, and uh, some of her friends are here today that I work out with, and uh, Joe owns West Orange Creamery. That's what it's called, right? West Orange Creamery? West Orange Creamery. So if you want ice cream, they have all kinds. Kinds for kids, kinds for adults. They've got it all. Just saying, just tossing it out there. And I think there's some vegan options. So they're right there um, on McGuire. You should go check them out. We're glad that you're here today, And, and I work out with all those find people next to her. We're so glad you guys are here today. Hey, one of the things about Hope Church, if you've been here for a while, you've heard us use the phrase um, or talk about this, what you see on the screen is is generosity. I was at a conference just a few weeks ago, and my friend said to me, I believe the future of the church has to be shaped by by generosity. If you own a company today or business, a lot of companies have big initiatives to to help you be, to help you be generous. Generous is becoming a thing where people want to be kind, they want to serve, they want to, they want to give. And so I believe that this is something that God's put on our heart to be. And um, I, I love, I love this idea of generosity. I was out with um, my niece and my niece um, for for trick or treat for Halloween. My niece and my nephews, and um, we we thought we lost a basket. And um, he's like, I lost my basket. He puts his head down, and my nine year old goes, Here, you can just have my basket. Now, that might sound like, oh, what a great kid. There, he got so much candy, like, what's, what's one more bag, you know? Like, he's like, here, just, just have mine. And I, I love my kids with the idea of, of generosity. My family has the idea of generosity, but I want to be a part of a church that believes in generosity. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 and 25, the world, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller, Sounds terrible, right? <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be stingy. If it gets smaller, I don't, I don't want that. The world of the generous gets larger and larger, and the world of stingy gets smaller and smaller. The Bible says this the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Amen. We believe in, in, in reaping and sowing, but we believe in generosity. It's a huge part of who we are, it's in the fabric, it's in the DNA of our church. I had a group with uh, a friend of mine. Actually, Paul was here saying, Paul goes, I, I don't believe in giving. He goes, but then I gave a little bit, and God blessed me. He's like, "Yo, I want to give more. And, and God began to bless me. So we don't give so that we're, we don't give to get. We give because God tells us to do it. It's part of obedience. And so being, we're going to talk about generosity over the next, over the next few weeks. But here's what we believe as a church. We believe that we are generous. That we, we are generous because Jesus, he, he is generous. He was so generous that he gave his son to down the cross for our sins. And it's, it's really in your nature to be generous, once you have Christ as your Savior, once you believe in in salvation, and, and you've accepted that Christ is the Lord of your life, then you begin to live in a way that is completely, it's completely different. It's completely contrary to what the what culture says to do. I, I have a friend of mine. Um, he 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 called me over the pandemic. He's like, Yo, I want to give some money to your church. I'm like, Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> and he gave, and, and and I'm so thankful that he helped us upgrade some of our technology and a couple different things, and. The other day, I, I thought, man, man, this guy, he gives, he keeps on calling the church, hey, I want to give some more, I want to give some more, I'm going to wire some money, give me your, and I'm like, man, I really appreciate that. I was, I was like so excited, I'm like so, so excited. Yesterday, on his Instagram account, I looked at his Instagram, he just bought a brand new Lamborghini. And I'm like, I looked, I looked at, I was with someone, I was with Ryan, I was like, Ryan, what kind of car is this? <laughs> I'm used to red minivans, you know what I'm saying? Like, like minivans, you don't like, yo, is that a Dodge? You don't do that. Like, Minivans are categorized by color. There's no like, oh, yo, you got the Honda? Like, no one's saying that. Like, oh, you're, Josh, when Josh rolls up, oh, that, that brown, that's their minivan. Like, no one's like excited about that. You have, a, like, you have a nice car, like, yo, what kind of car is that? Like, he's like, that's a Lamborghini. So I was like, bro, is that your car? And, and he's a humble, humble, humble guy. And he, um, he, that was just to his close friends on Instagram. So only like a few people saw that he had gotten. That. I said, bro, is that your car? He's like, yo, I just got that yesterday. And I said, that's incredible. He says, hey, I said, that's awesome, I man. I, I love that the Lord is blessing you, and um, it, He's God's just used him in an incredible way. And he goes, hey, make sure you let me know what you guys need for Christmas, because I want to send you guys some more money for Christmas to help out your community. Because we're a church. He knows that we serve our community. And so um, we, every year, we have a series, or we, we take an offering at the end of the year called the Heart for the House Offering. And so this year, that offering is going to take place on December the 6th. December the 6th will be our Heart for the House Offering. And so what we do over this season is we begin to ask God to, to do what only he can do. And so we're really, really excited about that. But last year you guys gave, and it allows us to do incredible things in our community. We're known in this community for helping other organizations and help and serve and, and love people. We have business owners from around the city say, hey, we see that you're doing that. We wanna we wanna partner in with you guys. And so we do so many things throughout the year. And so over the next four weeks, if I can, I'd love to show you some of the things that we've been able to do, and, um, and show you numbers of how we've helped and how we've served people locally and nationally. And globally but we opened up the uh, we opened up the year and i was super excited about all the things that we were re- we were going to be able to do this year and then the pandemic came and i was like dang it but luckily we got in an event that i was really excited about i don't know if you guys remember but i want to show you a video of our um, of our bunk bed build um, for right here in our community i was so excited about that about that bunk bed build. we built 40 beds for families right here in our community and i called the guys like, hey we want to we want to do more, and we want to help build more beds throughout the year. I was so excited about it. We had over 50 volunteers come out for that, 40 beds. And when we got to, I got to go see where they hold all the beds at and station everything in the warehouse. And, and he's like, hey, honestly, we need some more help right away. Like, we need some mattresses. And so we were able to get together some mattresses. I went to, I know, like, p- places like Walmart and Amazon, they don't really like people like me. Because, like, there's a maximum things that you're allowed to buy on those things. Business owners, you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a maximum number. <laughs> Justin's here. He runs all, all the Southeast Amazon, uh, some of the distribution centers. And I get the maximum. And once I buy the maximum for the church, then I get in my personal account. And I buy the maximum for my for my, for my personal account. And I'm, like, always having boxes so of 12 mattresses were delivered right to my front step. And uh, they know what's going on. Like, that's the Jesus guy. And, um, and so we were able to, to deliver uh, those 12 mattresses and those beds went out. And, and so we've done a lot. And it's going to be really hard for me over the next four weeks to tell you all the things that we have done. And um, it's the things that we have done because we believe, we believe in generosity. But what happened during the, what happened right after that was the pandemic hit. And um, every year we, we try to do, we try to package meals together and we give away free gasoline to the community and we do all kinds of incredible things throughout the week. We're helping build beds through Habitat for Humanity and the list goes on and on and on and on. My friends, uh, Ryan and Emily are here today and they said, man, your church is like always going and always doing. I'm like, yes, we love to serve, we love to give, we love to do work, like we love to do the things that Jesus came here to do. And so when the pandemic hit we're like man we're going to have to feed some people. I told you guys a few weeks ago that 1 in 6 homes, 1 in 6 homes struggles with food insecurity. So we're going to feed a lot of people during this season. And so I got really really excited about them. I got really excited about them I'm like we're going to feed a lot of people. Like I don't know how many people we're going to feed, but we're going to feed a lot of people cuz people are hungry. And um, and so we began to we began to package meals for the homeless in our community. So you guys packaged 600 lunches and we did 500 breakfasts in the month of March and, and then Second Harvest Food Bank we, we called them like hey, we're going to start buying meals and so we built, we bought 26,000 meals through Har- um through Second Harvest Food Bank. We purchased 26,000 meals. And I was so super I was super excited about that. I'm like We have made it, like we are the church that is—we're feeding the world, you know. Like I was so excited by that, and so we fed that. We fed twenty-six thousand people, and then the YMCA. We purchased and handed out over um, over four hundred bags of food. Cars were lined up, and we were just putting bags of food in people's cars, and they were they were keep on going. Last week, I had a lady came to me, and she says she's came to start crying. I haven't been in church in so long. I'm so sorry. I'm like, listen, you don't got to apologize. For not being at church. And she's like, honestly, I've been afraid. She's like, but you've, she goes, but my family was at the YMCA a few months ago and you're passing that food out. And I'm so, 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 so thankful um, for your church and all that you've done. And it fed my family and it fed another family. And she was like, man, we're just so thankful. Because people are losing their jobs and they can't afford to eat. And so we've been, this church has been blessed. We continue to to give away. And so um, I was really excited about the Second Harvest Food Bank number because that was 26,000 meals and the other ones. And we just kept on giving away. And then feeding children everywhere, we were slated to—we were slated with feeding children everywhere to, to purchase and put together twelve thousand meals, and I was like super, super, super excited about that. And then it fell through. So I'm like, we're just going to continue to give to you. So with, with um, second, I'm sorry, with feeding children everywhere, we were able to purchase over thirty-four thousand three hundred seventy-five meals with just them. And so, like, dang, that's a lot of meals. Like that church is like—they're feeding a lot of people, and I was super excited about all those numbers. And then I began to think about all the different things that we've been able to do over the last four years. And so, the first year we we fed—I don't know—we did like we did like no meals. Like we were just trying to—we were like struggling artists. We were just trying to make it. <laughs> so I think we did like that first year, Whitney. I think we did like twelve thousand meals. And Whitney's like, "We got to do more." Her and Matt like, "We got to do more." Like, that's not enough. I'm like, "I'm doing the best I can," you know. Like we are generous. I promise. And so the next year we did a little bit more than that, and then we kind of kind of just kept on adding to that. But this year, only this year. In a stinking pandemic, you guys, this church, our church, this church, this hour, the next hour, you guys have purchased and given away over 70,000 meals. Put your hands together for all that you are doing in this community. I was, that's exciting. Like that, that's what a church should do. We should be taking care of the needs of the people who are struggling. So we want to we do that. Now we're collecting 40, uh, 50 meals to give away to Maxie Elementary. And we're doing meals for Bridgewater Middle School. And there's kids and people in our community who don't have. And so that's just the meals. I, I thought, man, 70,000 meals, that is more than we have done in all the years prior combined in a pandemic. It's because, it's because we are generous. It's because you are, you are, are generous. And so this year, um, we're going to take an offering December the 6th, and here, here's how we're going to break it down. Last year, we gave away 20% of everything that came in, we gave away 20%. Now, we're supposed to give away 10%. We, we, we're a tithing church, so we tithe out. But last year, we didn't give away 10%. We gave away 20%. And this year, we're on track. Right now, we're like around 16 or 17%. And we probably will hit the 20% again. So when we bring in the offering at the end of December the 6th, one day, above and beyond, we're going to give 20% of that away to missions. We're, it's just going to go completely out of our house, out of this church. It's the first thing we do. We tithe first. Diane and I, we get paid on Friday. We tithe on Friday. This church, we we give away. It's the first thing we're gonna do. We're gonna give away 20% to missions. The next 20%, we're gonna put into we're gonna put into ministry. And um, we are we need some more um, some some more staff, some more team. There's some things that we got to do in this house to make it better. We're we're obviously growing. You see that by the way that we're adding chairs. We're we're trying to figure out how to space out chairs in a pandemic. And we're doing a lot of incredible things. And so we're gonna we're gonna put 20% into our next generation ministry. Our youth group is growing at a, at a great rate. Our children's ministry we're believing is gonna continue to keep on growing in this season. So we're gonna we're gonna add to our team and so we're gonna put 20% into the into the next generation. We believe in them. We believe in them, right? Everybody just nod your head. Like whether you believe or not, yes. Uh we believe in them. I got two people, okay? <laughs> Me and Joanna believe in the next generation. Listen, if we don't help the next generation and we don't serve the next generation, the world's gonna teach them something that they, that they don't need to teach them. And so we wanna pour into them. We wanna pour into them. And so um so we're gonna do that. 20% is gonna go into ministry. And I'm really excited about the 60%. The 60%, we're gonna hold on to it. And we're gonna we're gonna earmark it. And I believe that God's gonna use that 60% for our next our next home. And I don't know what that's gonna look like. I don't I don't there's no, I don't want you like, yo, we bought a piece of property, let's go. Like, there's no piece of property. We look and we look and we look and we look and we pray and we look and we pray and we look and we pray. Um, I called Joe during the pandemic. I'm like, yo, do you own any places that we can rent? Like, any places that, like, I'm asking people. I'm trying to, like, buy stuff and lease stuff that's not even on the market. Like, I just drive by. I put my hand out the window and pray for it. Like, God, if we could have that, we'll take it. Uh, Gabe is driving around. He's like, yo, I got our next home. I'm praying over. Like, he's in the parking lot. We're praying in people's places that they already own. Um, I will want to, I do want to tell you about one of the places I think you should pray for that. Who knows what could happen. Um, right before you get to Buford, there's an, an old thrift store on the right I think we talked about that I think that would be a great I think that'd be a great church home we, you could just go right out of it make a left and you'd be right at the ice cream shop Joanne like it'll just be, I think it's just a great place any church next to an ice cream shop I just think that's gonna work and right next to it's a coffee shop and we know that Jesus and coffee they go together and so um but there's so it's right on I just think if you're driving down 50 and right when you pass by McGuire Right when you pass by Starbucks, that's the landmark of our choice. Right when you pass by Starbucks, there's an old thrift store. It's ran down. It needs paint. It needs the trees to cut down. And I just think maybe we, we could pray for that. So 60% we're going to hold. We're going to earmark it for expansion. We're going to put it sa- in a savings account where we can grow interest on it. Because I like interest. You know what I'm saying? I think Jesus loves interest. And so um, <clears throat> we're going to let that money make money. So that's what we're going to do. Last year, you guys gave $100,000 on one Sunday last year. That's a lot. Yeah, three of us are excited about that. <clears throat> Some of you guys are like, I wasn't here last year. Well, you're here this year, so you get you get, you get get skin in the game this year. Um, <clears throat> and people plan all year for this that know about it. I was on the golf course with with one of our guys the other day, and he's like, I'm so excited for the heart for the house offering. I'm like, it's easy for you to get excited about You don't got to tell people to give their money to God. <laughs> and he's like, I'm really, really excited about it. We're, we've already been talking about what we're going to give. And, um, and so I say all that to say this. Um, I don't know what we're going to give this year. I believe that God's put two numbers on my heart. I'm going to share them with you next week, so come back next week. One is the number um, that I'm I'm really trusting God for, and the other number is I believe that we can factually give. But I don't want to give factually. I want to give on faith, not on fact. And so you've got two options for this whole, for this offering. Um, Two things. Uh, Number one is what, here's here's kind of your two options, is you can honestly do what, what I do, and you say, what can I do? That's the first question that you would ask. Well, what can I do? Like, what could I, what could I possibly do? And so you get your, your budget out, you begin to crunch numbers, and, and you do that. And I, I, I remember the first year, we gave 500 bucks. And I thought we gave everything. I thought we gave everything, and it was incredible. And then the next year, we, 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 gave, we doubled that number. And every year, we've been able to give more and more and more and more and more and more. And last year really hurt us. <laughs> because the second question you have to ask yourself, the question is this, is what can God do? You, you, can, you balance those tensions every day of your life. What can I do and what can God do? And so last year, the number that God gave me and Diana, I didn't like that number. But that was what he could do, but he provided for it. I hated it, to be honest with you. Um, but the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, so I got excited about it eventually. <laughs> um, but I just, we just prayed. And so what I want to ask you to do is don't ask what you could do. I want to ask you to just ask God what, 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 what can God do? What can God, what can God do? And it's not everyone giving the same amount. It's just everyone does what God tells them to do, and then we're gonna do whatever. Whatever happens is is what's going to happen. And so, um, so we could just pray for that, and you could just pray that what we just ask God for, um, what you can do. There's a story in the Bible of a very, very similar season of a of a, a group of people. And they're doing things that only God can do. They're feeding seventy plus thousand people in a pandemic, and all these crazy God things are happening. And I want to read that story to you, just briefly for just a moment. In, In Joshua chapter four, the Bible says this in verse one: When all the people had crossed the Jordan River, the Lord said to Joshua, "Now these people they crossed over a body of water. That's kind of a big deal. That's a huge deal. And God's like, God's like, whoa! That's like God did it. Like they couldn't do that." We couldn't give what God told us to give. You can't give what you can't give what what you can do. Like you can only give what God allows you to do and what with the part that God will allow you to play. And so these guys couldn't manufacture enough boats to get across this body of water. God had to stop the water so they could walk across on it. And so when that happens, it says um, the once it happened, the Bible says in verse two. Now now choose twelve men, one from each tribe. Tell them to take 12 stones from the very place where the priest are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So he says, go in the middle where it's dry at, where you guys have walked across on this water. And I want you to get 12 guys and I want them to grab 12 stones and I want them to bring it out. Bring it out. Bring it out. Verse 4 says this, so Joshua called together the 12 men that he had chosen One from each tribe of Israel. And he says, hey, guys, go out in the middle. And I'm sure they're like, yo, I don't want to go out there again. But he says, go out into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up your stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Now, these are big stones, 12 stones in all, one for each each of the 12 tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children are going to ask you, what in the world do these stones mean? And I, 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 so, I so love the Heart for the House offering because my kids get to pray about it and they get to bring a part of it and they get to bring something. And my kids are going to ask us, man, how did we get here? I've always told you guys, like, you're sitting on chairs that somebody else purchased. You're on a floor that somebody else purchased. You're on a stage that somebody else purchased. But now you're, you're buying meals and the next people are going to come that weren't a part of the offering last year. They're going to play a part in it the year after. Like, we're always, we always can get in. We always can be a part of this. But he says, hey, take those 12 stones out there. And I want you to build a memorial. Verse 7 says, then your kids are going to ask you what these mean. Verse 7 says this, then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel. I'll circle the word memorial in my Bible. Verse 8 says this, so the men did exactly as Joshua had commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River, one... For each tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua, they carried them to the place where they camped for the night, and they constructed the memorial there. I mean, they did exactly what they were told to do. They they played their part. They, They knew what they could do. They knew they couldn't stop body water. But they didn't want to do that. They wanted to do what God could do. And I don't know about you, but for me, I want to do what, I want to do what God can do. I want to be a part of what God is doing. We sing that song, he's doing a new thing. I don't want him to do what he did last year. I want him to do more in the years to come. I, had a, I heard a pastor who I look up to, and, and last year their offering was $2 million. And he got up on a stage and he said this. I, it would be, I wouldn't dare you guys to give what we gave last year. And I thought to myself, I'm not going to sell God short on what God can do this year. I don't want God to do what he did last year. I want him to do a new thing this year. And I look up to the guy, I'm like, yo, I'm so respected. What an incredible man of God. And I'm like, I'm listening to his, his message. I'm like, yo, yes, yeah, so good, so good, so good. He got to the party. He's like, I don't think God can do what he did last year because this year we're in a pandemic. And I'm here today to remind you that God is not limited by a pandemic. God is not limited by limited resources. And by the way, if you're like new to this church, like, ah, they, they always, they always, they, this is that church. They always talk about money. Like, we're not talking about money today. We're talking about generosity. And we're talking about what God can do. And we're talking about your world actually can get larger. Like, there's a recipe for that. I've never met a generous person who ran out of things. They continue to give, continue to give, and, they, and God brings the, the supply. Underneath all of your seeds, you have a rock. Why don't you reach on there and, and grab your rock. <clears throat> and I've given you this rock. Technically, I have not given it to you. I'll teach you a lesson on generosity. God gives us what we have, and then we open up our hands and we give it away. So this rock is not from me, it's actually from the bowling family. I said, man, I need a bag of rocks. He's like, yo, I got it, got you. So he's like, hey, I didn't, he, he works at Ace Hardware. So he went, to, he didn't have to go get it. He's like, I found this in my house. Sorry, his parents were like, yo, you still, where's our rocks at? Moms and dads, you guys know like, when you go to look for that thing that you need, it's gone. And it's gone because one of your kids have taken it. Like that's gone. Like I, I see Phil back there. Phil fixes a lot of like little things I need like anything I need fixed, I'd call Phil. I'm sure if, if, you've ever, if you've ever if he's ever missing tools, it's Blake's fault. Always. Um at my house, if a tool is missing, it's my fault. It's they, they the tools belong to Diana. And I just happen to be barring them. She's like, put my hammer back. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Don't judge me. A talk, she fixes things. I want you to take this rock with you this week and I want you to put it in your car where you can see it. Maybe on your um, some of you guys you, it won't stay because you, you're heavy on the gas, so it'll fall out. But if you're not heavy on the gas, just sit that right there. Or maybe you'll put it in your in your in your drink holder and some of you guys in your ashtray, you're gonna have to quit smoking first, but you're right there in your ashtray. Church jokes. I don't know if it didn't hit, I don't know if it hit or not. It'll be funny in the second service. <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm thankful for 2020. Like, I know a lot of people would like, ah dang it, we just didn't quite. I'm thankful for 2020. Some of you, we have a lot to be, like, if you're here, like, that you're alive, you should be thankful that you're in 2020. Barbara's dad's not doing well. But you know what she can be thankful for? She can be thankful that she's, she's, and she's going to school and she has kids, single moms she's like, she's like batting a thousand but she should be thankful that she has a dad that she can even take care of like he could be gone and I found out this week that you're adopted taking care of her adopted family Like she has a lot to be thankful for in 2020 some of you guys got raises and incredible things have happened in your life in 2020 in 2020, Austin, Austin played drums today. I've never met Austin's dad. At that, Austin's dad's on the front row today. And, like, I walked in and said, dude, your son's awesome. He's like, I'm, we're very blessed. Like, we have so much to be thankful for. We, Finances and relationally and the list could go on and on. That you get to, that you get to, that you can afford a mask. Like, you, you're not, we're not, we don't always think clearly. Like, you don't, there's people like, there's people that they can't afford to have a mask. They don't they, they, they don't have that. The people that have been shut in, they've been shut in in this quarantine. They they've never left. Still, the lady sent me last week, last week. And there's a lot of people like I'm just afraid. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us a spirit of a sound mind. You know what you have in here? But based upon that verse, you you've got most of y'all got a pretty sound mind. Some of you guys are like, y'all don't need these masks. Some of y'all are like, yo, I know there's a rule out there, but I'm not, you're coming to church without a mask. <laughs> some of you guys, we have people in our church, I'm not going to tell you where they're at, but some of y'all are sitting by people who've had COVID 19. <laughs> I've gone to breakfast during COVID 19 with my men's. Phil walks in every week with scrubs on him, like from the hospital. I'm like, this is the day we all get COVID 19 from, from Phil. <laughs> I'm a perpetual optimist, I'm like, yo, we, I'm going to believe, you know, like, I don't, there's a lot of things that I don't do at this church, because I'm not good at them. But one of the things I got to do today, is I got to spray every single one of these chairs. And I wiped out every single one of these chairs, and I got to fix the roads. I would never get to do that anymore, because I'm always running around and doing something else. But I got to do that today, and I thought to myself, God's going to, I was just, I'm, You know, I'm like OCD, Justin, so like I've got I've sprayed all the rows, like efficiency, like Justin's taught me. I sprayed all the rows, I come down the back line and then I come down the front line and then it's just like rinse and repeat. Like I've like got it all figured out. Like I gotta do this thing faster. And I thought to myself, I'm gonna remember this year. When you, I I believe that this generous series is gonna do two things for us. Number one is we wanna remember what God has done. We wanna remember what God did this season. got to teach my kids how to ride their bikes. I got to teach my five-year-olds how to ride their bikes during this pandemic. I also, I feel bad with this, I also taught my eight-year-old how to ride his bike during the pandemic. Like that's, you're right, Wes, the Bible says if you can't honor your family, you should be a pastor. Like, I like my son, like I taught my daughter at four. The next kid, he got shafted. I want to remember what just happened. (laughs) I always tell you guys, I like when things go really bad in church, because I want the people in our church to realize that we're not a perfect church. (laughs) I want to remember what God did, and I want you to remember what God did. He's done so much. I can't begin to unpack all things that He's done for you, because I'm not you, and there's things that you, that that God's done for you that I'll never see, I, I won't. And then here's the second thing. Not only do I want to remember what God has done, but we want to release what God can't do. We want to release what God, we, I want to release the impossible. I want to, I want to, if, if, if God can get something to you and he can get it through you, then he can continue to do that cycle. He can, if he can get it to you, and you'll get and you'll allow him to get it through you, then incredible things could happen in this church, in this generation, in your families, and in your children, and the generations to come. If, if he can if you can release it. Like I, like I think there's some things that God can do, but he's not gonna do them unless, unless you do something. One of our core values is we do work. And Maggie taught us on it this week with our with our team. We do work. And um, you know the Bible, she read Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, God said, I made Adam. He said, Adam, get to work. You were made to work. Like, you you should all be working. Like, we we all can work. If you don't work, you don't eat. Like, we all, we all should be working. But later on, the New Testament says, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do it for God's glory I want to release what God can do and I don't know what he can do but he does and if we all do our part then he can do incredible things but if you don't do your part I'll do my part God will pass us by and he'll use somebody else and I don't like getting left out I don't want to have FOMO in 2020 I want to get all that God has for us I want to release I want to invite you to stand on your feet would you take a moment and would you just ask God heads bowed eyes closed would you just ask God what he can do through you this year number one and number two I want you to take a moment you have that rock in your hand why don't you begin to count the blessings why don't you begin to count the blessings that God has given to you this year It may take you the rest of the time together. That's okay. It may take you 10 minutes. It may take you two hours. But let's begin to think with that rock in our hand, clenched tightly. Let's remember all that God has done for us this year. we thank you that you're doing a new thing in us today, God. I pray that we would leave changed, that we would leave believing that you are doing a new work, God, yeah. that we might be generous with our time and with everything in our life, God, that we would hold true to what Pastor Wes uh, heard from you today, God, and that we would take it in truth and that we would leave better than we came in. In your name we pray, amen.
0: We love you guys so much. You're dismissed and we will see you next Sunday.